Welcome to Pachamama's Sacred Paths podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of informing and sharing ancient ancestral wisdom relating to shamanism and sacred plant medicines, as well as other modalities of spirituality. Our mission is to share a safe and reverent understanding for anyone who is interested in healing and growing through shamanism, sacred plant medicines, Hinduism, and silence. If you would like to experience firsthand the pragmatic transformation that shamanism has to offer, please visit our retreats page, pachamamasacredpaths.org, at asimo.org, or you can click on the link appearing on the screen or go to the comment section below. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is uh, Pachamama Sacred Paths podcast. This is our third episode, and we want to welcome you. My name is Andres Villa. And I'm Sabrina. And today we have a very exciting podcast. It's, uh, I, I really can't say it's my favorite because I love them all. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was this has been so personal to me. It was very, very close to, to my path. And so we're going to talk about the sacred medicine of Padre Sapo. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about everything, a little bit about what it is, about the molecule itself, where it comes from, a little bit of the history, and then some some personal experiences, you know, some some of the reasons why it has to, has started to be a little bit more mainstream. And uh, you know, we hope you enjoy this. So, uh, would you like to start? Absolutely. So as we, we talk about, um, you know, in the last episode, we talked about the sacredness of these medicines. And so one of the, the credits I think we want to really focus in on is the, the benefits and the spirituality of the medicine. So specifically, you know, you can you can chemically create something like in, in a pharmacy or in a chemistry lab. You can create something that, that looks a lot like the bupotine. Right. But... We want to talk a little bit about where it actually, where, where it naturally comes from, mm-hmm. and the the spirit of that, the mm-hmm. the energy that comes along with that natural source. I, I do. I think I think that's uh, the the focus, mm-hmm. the right focus. And uh, but before we get into that, I, I think we want to we uh, so to understand where it comes from. All mm-hmm. this experience, the Bufalvarius is is a toad that um, lives and exists in. In the Sonoran Desert <clears throat> in Mexico, and it is called the Sonoran Desert Toad, or also it is known as a Colorado River Toad. And so, <clears throat> this is a toad that comes in the monsoon seasons to, you know, mate and reproduce, and uh, and that's when the natives of the areas have some some contact with them, so that uh, you know they can they can then benefit from the medicines, right? So um, they have some glands back here. It's pretty, pretty black, uh, big, you know, bulges of of the uh, neurotoxins, and and it gets uh, you know squeezed gently. They don't really harm the toad in the mm-hmm. process, and so when it, it it's squeezed, the it, it feels like the the bulge has like maybe like a couple hundred different pores, and so it doesn't matter where you squeeze from, it comes like in all directions, it just like shoots everywhere. And, um, you know, it has been reflected about that process, about how multidirectional and how diverse and dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, it is. And, but we, <laughs> without without getting into much of that, it is then what happens is then we have an experience of, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the medicine, the 
it, it is it is a little bit like a like a gooey texture uh, resin, and then it dries up, mm -hmm. and that's what it's uh, then you know consumed. Again, here when we're talking about consumption and the experience, we want to make a clear point that uh, this is not something that we're advocating for. We're not really advertising the the sale of. We don't sell any medicine. And uh, we're not advertising or encouraging anyone to have this experience. Uh, this is just for the mere purpose of informing and, uh, you know, trying to inform people so that there's a stigma that it can be removed and, uh, and, and, and encourage people to do their own, their own research. And if this is something that they might resonate with, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's uh, at that point, that'll be their, their choice, right? And I think that one of the things, too, is that, you know, don't go out and try to milk a toad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah there's been Please. some, I think the the uh, Bufo Elevaris toad was, you know, has been farmed. I'm not sure what the term is, but I, I've read that there's been some um, uh, right. over overuse. Of yeah, that. right. I mean, there's there's some, uh, there, there's definitely some, some ideas out there that are, you know, it, it is, it is, uh, uh, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that when it comes to right relationship, right? And uh, what is the, the kind of relationship that we hold with the toad? So, um, here, um, one of the things, if we, if we start to talk a little bit about the history, we see that uh, this is a medicine that has been around in the planet. Um, the records that I've seen, it's, Eighth eight yeah, eight century, eight century and found in a shaman's bag in right. eighth century Peru, I think it was. I think it was Chile. Is it Chile? Chile. Like it yeah. just the and then you have the um the fact that it was you know in the tree of life church from the seventies and the nineties, you know, one of their sacraments. All, all the way through the nineties, yeah. yeah. The seventies, eighties, and nineties. Right, yes, right. yeah, and it was uh, sacred medicine for that church, and it had been for you know, a lot of the Americas for a very long time. Right, yep. right. And so here, here uh, we find that it has been, you know, it's not something new. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, it's been around. And not only is it not something new, it's something that is abundant. You know, we find, we find, uh, like you mentioned, we find uh, these 5-MeO-DMT in nature abundantly. Everywhere. Chaliponga, Yopo, Changa, and a few other, you know, the, the Amazon is filled with, mm -hmm. with this, um, you know, natural components, right? And uh, like we spoke last time uh, in, in in the podcast last week about how every plant, how every sacred plant medicine has a function and a purpose, then uh, we see that uh, specifically Padre Sapo, it, is, it has a, a predominant energy and in a very, very specific vibration that we can connect to, right? And so um, I think this is this is one of the reasons you know it's so profound that it's one of the reasons why it's starting to become a little bit mainstream. Mm -hmm. You see, like Mike Tyson, Joe Rogan is talking about right, it all the time. Yeah, right, right, and right, right. Brian with the was it the London Real? Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there's uh, in 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 those are like some of the main ones, right? But mm -hmm. if you look, if you just type. You're gonna find a ton, a ton, a ton of different, mm -hmm. you know, smoking toad with a shaman in the jungle and things like. Yeah, that. Yeah, the subreddits on it are just right. endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 it is it is something to to pay attention to. You know, it's becoming mainstream, and it's becoming so 
you know, a little bit more socially accepted mm -hmm. beyond the stigma of drugs right. because it's the experience what counts, right? And, and so people having this experience, it, it is very profound, mm -hmm. very, very profound, life-changing. And, uh, and we wonder how. How is it so life changing? I think I think that's that's what uh, what we should uh, you know reflect a little bit about mm -hmm. that uh, understanding in which ways it's profound. And so, are you open to to sharing? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, some of my my most um, well, my first experience with UFO um, was you know you walk into to a, a ceremony, a sacred ceremony, and you have certain expectations. You know, it's been called the God molecule and right. maybe caught a couple of words from Joe Rogan or Mike Tyson on what to expect and you know, it just blows your mind and you're blasted off to another universe. And first and foremost, everyone's experience with um, any one of the sacred medicines is going to be unique and different, yes. um, not only for each person, but for each experience a person has with the medicine. It's going gonna, gonna to show something new or different or a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so some, pretty much all of my experiences have shown me things that are, that are barriers, those walls that we kind of talked about last time, you know, some walls that I may have put up around me. And that's been one of the most clear sessions I've had with Bufo was the very first experience I had. Um, really just in, enlightening about, um, my, uh, lack of desire to express, right. That I was holding in a lot of expression and felt really uncomfortable with that expression of emotion. And, um, and that was unique to me. And it was extremely powerful and profound, this, this fear that I have of expression that just came and And that's all Bufo told me that, you know, and we talk about this, the medicine talking to us, you hear that a lot in, in ceremonies mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you're discussing the medicine talking to you. Right. And that's back to Kausai where you mm -hmm. give it, you, you give it that existence, you give it that life, you accept yes. that it is alive mm -hmm. um, and honor that life. So as I talk about my experience with Bufo, that's the messages that I get from that medicine mm -hmm. um, have always been surround or, or uh, around or about the mm -hmm. blockages that I have, mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's standing in my way of, of really being mm -hmm. that that, you know, being at one with myself, right. being right. free with my expression. And, um, the first one was emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, another, uh, session was, um, the, the, the boundaries that I put up around accepting other people, um, and their truth right. and, um, really just accepting what's around It's a big one. It is yeah. right. In the, very, you know, my, very social. my goal in life is to, you know, see the divinity in, in all things and all people yeah. and, and Bufo really walks you down that path yeah. very mm -hmm. effectively with highlighting, illuminating mm -hmm. some of the mm -hmm. things that are that are blocking your, your path from that. Yeah. I like to think of it as, as the beginning of the dissolution of illusions. And if you're yeah. if you're ready for it, yeah. if you're ready for it, mm -hmm. it will start to, to help you mm -hmm. dissolve your own illusions. It's not gonna dissolve them for you. Right. Um yeah, it, and that's that's really, you know, what's in my way, it's that that clarifying aid what's mm -hmm. in my way and then you still have to go figure out how to change those habits 100 you still have to go figure out well this pattern is coming out sideways so if yeah. i'm if i'm newly learning how to express my yep. emotions without lashing out at people mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know if i'm learning to accept my sadness or i'm learning to accept my you know feelings of inadequacy and and really work through those um bufo kicks it off but I still have to do the work. It's the path of true humility. Yep. Like, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, like it is, it is, um, you know, important to recognize that, you know, it is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, some, some, uh, 
So people have a little bit more of a hard time um, coming to terms mm -hmm. with what is and, and really accepting very, very uh, clearly what is it that I feel mm -hmm. and, and how do I feel about myself. You know, how do I feel about myself? Because this is a self, it's a self uh, um, knowledge type of journey, right? All of the medicines really um, just show you; they give you glimpses of different aspects of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just a mirror into your inner reality. And so, when when a buffo is experienced, it is an experience of absolutely everything, all of my subconscious levels. And so, for me personally, the first time that I that I did it, I did it in San Jose with with a uh, shaman lady that I uh, you know used to work with for a little bit. And uh, I had I had a, a sort of you know exorcism. I was completely conscious through the whole time. It's not like I was possessed, but you know what I was feeling flowing, what people were looking at. Is like holy cow! What the fuck is going on with this? You know, and so I remember that I was fully conscious, but there was this really heavy roughness flowing through, and it was you know I was I remember I was like being held by by two guys at that time. That ceremony was like standing up, mm -hmm. and so they they had me standing up, and I was um, you know just experiencing a super intense flow and um, I understood that everything that I was experiencing was me a hundred percent everything and there's no other time that it's different than that you know it's always we're experiencing ourselves uh, this is what we we we, we explain and some of the, the knowledge points that we cultivate in the church is that we are at the center of our own universe mm -hmm. so we, we experience everything that we experience is some aspect that has been neglected, rejected, uh, you know, some sort of subconscious trauma, subconscious beliefs that are not in alignment, all of it, right? So I was experiencing my roughness you mm -hmm. know, against myself, all of the self-judgment. I had a lot of self-hate, you know, back then, back then, and and, um, and even though I never really liked to think that I hated myself, you know, I disliked myself right. consciously, and then the feeling was of like. Uh, uh, the 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 some of those a little bit of the of the you know hate and hate sounds really rough right but it's, it is a, a a complete dislike and an aversion mm -hmm. to aspects of ourselves which then you see kind of reflected in how you see other people and how you see the world hundred percent yeah and so not only I dislike me because of that I dislike my boss and I, I dislike, dislike everybody me. that's yeah, like yeah, me and yeah. I yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. and then I saw people that were like cocky and. and you know, because I didn't accept that aspect of myself, I'm like, like that's just a fucking egocentric guy. You know, like mm -hmm. putting myself is like, huh? I am not like that. You know, <laughs> like, so a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of reflection about mm -hmm. all of that. But in the moment, I really didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So it took me a, a while to of, of exploration and a lot of these type of processes to understand. Like until finally something clicked in, and it, and that's that's when that clicked. At, at the same moment, you know, it's. Divinity is so synchronistic, and you know everything's in, in, in connection. Time is just, you know, a, a medium for connection. And so, mm -hmm. uh, when I when I finally started to understand that it, there's a pattern in the in the processes, regardless of who and where, at what time, regardless if I fasted, regardless if, if, if all of the circumstances mm -hmm. that I wanted to change so that my experience was a harmonious one, it was always the same. It was always this 
roughness, you know, until until you know, little by little, started to awaken that there was there was something, there was something there, and uh, and it was the way that I felt about it, right? That was just being completely expanded, mm-hmm. and and what I would find is like a very expanded version of that disharmony, and so uh, that that was that was my my the the, the moment when the the keto came to me. You know the, the keto nice. tradition, right? It was my my uh, agreement with waking up from from making my life circumstantial or making my life dependent of something, you know, outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And so then then we start to 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 see that everything that I feel, everything that I that I carry, and what I experience in Bufo is a reflection of my agreements. Mm-hmm. So I have an agreement with. Viewing myself, you know, like for example, if I am in a fight with my sexuality, right? Because I hold in time that maybe I had, you know, ten years of watching porn, mm-hmm. you know, or if I have, in, I hold within myself that I've been angry and I've yelled and I've hurt other people's feelings, right? And so, at some level, uh, you know, you know that you're harming. You know, something like this. There's even though in the moment, you know, emotion might take the best out of you, and you get upset, things like this. There is, there is a an aspect of yourself that you feel there's like a pinch, right, in your energy that says, you know, there, 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 there should be, there, there must be something better, right? And so, for me, for me, it was holding on to that judgment that was, you know, feeling out, you know, flowing out in those moments. And so, this is one of the things, you know. Um, the, one of the reasons why we say that this is not for everyone, mm-hmm. because it could be it could be potentially you know chaotic and traumatic. We've known people that have it's too much of a shock of a disso- dissociation from what I understand life to be than what it really is. Once we tap into into this these uh, more ex- more more expanded versions of ourselves, it it yeah. hits it hits the ego really hard, very <clears throat> really very, hard, and and very. just nearly shatters mm-hmm. what the ego believes is you, right? Is right. your def- the definition of who you are, yes. all of these paradigms that you believe about 100%. yourself. Yeah. Yep. Just, it just, yeah. Through, through the, the, you know, through those, uh, those experiences of creating some contrast with the experience, right? Uh, I've always, you know, after, after all of that used to flow and the heaviness and the roughness through the process, some crying, yep. some grief, you know, and, and very profound sense of of just releasing emotion, you know, whether it was heavy, harsh, or grief. Yep. It's been a process of releasing, you know, letting all of those those aversions and those those uh, you know self inflicting um, tendencies that we sometimes have against ourselves because of belief, right? Because of beliefs. And the the way the message. I guess has come for me and it's been a little bit different every time you know the first experience was very clear that mm-hmm. I just you know the release of emotion was necessary in order for me to move beyond and see what I was looking to see in myself and correct me if I'm wrong but at that, at that point you you had already gone through ministry work right I'd been years years and dedicated to self-exploration and understanding what, how I felt about the divine and so you, you had know, already some, some understanding Right, I already yeah. kind of dug in yeah. and sort of knew yeah. what some of those yeah. things were that were standing my way. I already knew that I had issues with expressing ready. emotion. Yeah. Right, I was ready. Yeah. And then in you know later um, engagements with Buffo, I you know was shown ways that I focus only on you know things that are dark and and yeah. or 
and then I, I reject them, right? I focus on them and I reject them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I go right to these 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 heavy things, yeah. the hucha, and I focus yeah. on them, and I'm like, oh, I gotta fix it, or I you know completely reject it. And right. we've talked we talk about that a lot. How we have this tendency to want to go to the Pollyanna and you know find mm-hmm. all the butterflies and unicorns mm-hmm. and rainbows mm-hmm. that life is great. Living life. And so one of my one of my experiences with this particular medicine was. Uh, don't forget about the dark side right, 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 and, right, and right. embrace that and accept yeah. it and give that existence. Yeah. That's yeah, Kasai yeah. as well. Right, right, so right. it was a, a so, moment of confusion, but at the same time, yeah. I was ready for it. It was, you were ready. Yeah. You were ready. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of people, they're, they're really, you know, we, we uh, understand that it's sometimes a little bit more ben- beneficial to begin with mother ayahuasca mm-hmm. you know rather than jumping in because one of the things that is said you know it's really impossible to gauge and to 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 put it to this type of understandings but you hear that it's anywhere between four to ten times more profound and intense than mother ayahuasca so if you haven't done mother ayahuasca begin slower right you know it's like don't, <laughs> you know take the class of skydiving before just jumping out of the plane type of mm-hmm. thing right so it is it is a it is important to that, and it's something that you, you've mentioned uh, quite a bit as well, is uh, not to do it without a guide. Right. Right. Always always have a, a, a reverence to the process. And making sense of making sense of what you're experiencing in the medicine is is pretty important. Um, and, yes. and can be difficult to do without, you know, guided experience of some kind so you can sit down with medicine and i can have any of those mm-hmm. those experiences where I, I you know my my ego and and all of me expands and i start mm-hmm. you know, have different understandings of the, the cosmos and existence um but we and we talk about this too that it's so important to to engage with people and have discussions about your experience. Integration, hundred percent. Yep, and that's where the the guides come in and how to yeah. integrate, what to integrate, what to you know making sense of. What you know, one of the things that, that was uh, you know for me in, in completely paramount in in being responsible with my integration is having a perspective that is beneficial, right? Because I could be integrating a whole bunch of conjecture. That it's uh, ultimately not not serving me, you know. If you want to put it in the big in the big picture type of scale, you always um, whatever experience is is, is learning, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if it's a difficult experience or or a positive one, but uh, there's there's a, a strong, very profound benefit in in uh, understanding the perspectives of Hinduism, understanding the perspectives of a course in miracles, mm-hmm. understanding the perspectives of the Kero tradition, and not only understanding, but really experiencing them mm-hmm. to see what is it that resonates with you, right? We, we might have a, a tendency to, you know, a little bit more devotional type of type of unfolding, right, which is the, the, the Hindu path, you know, devoting to, to uh, you know, some of the principles when you study them well, they're one and the same with the Kero, right. but it is a different type of language. And so it is. It is sort of like understanding existence from a different perspective, right? From the perspective of like, okay, so there's Shiva that destroys, and that's a part of creation. That's a part of existence. And then there's a uh, Brahman, you know, the whole. So the the mm-hmm. in my experience, what was very very helpful after being using using a, you know, this this particular sacred medicine, uh, and I was doing um, initiations and courses and silence and and. and few years you know many many years of hinduism for me 
personally, what I found a little bit more practical and pragmatic, you know, something that you can actually apply and experience as you understand it, is was the the, the keto, which is what uh, what we cultivate and what we you know share in in the in some of the the, the services that we. And I love that tangibility that, mm-hmm. that the keto brings. You know, I mentioned that you know I'd been in this spiritual practice and exploration for years, right. and being introduced to the the tangible and physical right. engagement that the keto brings into right. your something as simple as a prayer right. being made real in front of you yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you engage well, with it and you right. connect with it and yeah. and then you dispatch it you know the, yeah. it's not just a matter of oh god please save right. me right. but it's right. an engaging physical like, activity you know, that you can look yeah. back and you have a physical memory mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of that that tradition i, I love that about the yeah. keto and, and hinduism as Being well real. yeah yeah i do i do i did enjoy for a long time doing the the japa mala you know with you know, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, and tuning into right, and then and then being able to experience this in a tangible way, you know, uh, destroying, you know, taking conscious approach and taking a conscious uh, choice of destroying those things. Destroying sounds a little bit harsh, but you know what I mean. You know, like releasing myself from those things that no longer serve me. Uh, what one of our friends likes to call um, is it Vishnu is the god of destruction. Shiva. Shiva, the master garage sailor, right? It's never destruction, right. it's just you know, <laughs> transformation. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, yeah, recycling yeah. it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so um, it, it has been it has been for me, um, you know, personally I've had a, a personal connection with personally have a personal redundant as as it can be. Uh, I've had a, a personal connection with it where you know, I I experienced a very tangible and direct communication with with it, you know, with the spirit, and um, I I had a somewhat of a, a, an invitation, you know, to to work. You know. It presented to me uh, in a very profound initiation ceremony with with mother, mm-hmm. mother Ayahuasca, many years ago. And, and as I'm going through my initiation with Mother Ayahuasca, I think we're in the third in the third ceremony uh, in, in that retreat. And, and as, I'm, as I'm having the, the medicine, then it comes, you know, here comes Padre Sampu. And, uh, you know, it's obviously nonverbal communication, but uh, the, the, the communication was that, you know, it's like, I am here, are you here? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, a, an agreement to continue. And then ever since that, that happened, like things have, you know, taken shape personally in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is, you know, this is this is something personal that I share with, with everyone that is interested to know at what level you can start having communion. Because in my opinion, in my experience, everybody has an opportunity to have this. Everybody has an opportunity to, to have communion, not only with the, with the medicine itself and have experience and, wow, it changed my life and, who now I understand life. No, okay. But there's, there's a... A little bit more profound levels of having communion in that relationship with, with, with this and with all medicines, right? Mm-hmm. With all medicines, and uh, in in we we come back to to understanding Aini. You know, in our past circle, we had a a friend of ours who was part of the community that was asking, "How can we be in right relationship with something that alleviates my life in every way?" At such levels, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was very reverent after his process of how beautiful this was, you know, mm-hmm. how amazing and transformational mm-hmm. and life giving this medicine can be, 
and, and he was asking, you know, he's he's also part of the the, the initiation group, mm-hmm. and, and so he he's been already, uh, you know, exposed to the understandings of Aini, mm-hmm. of right relationship, and so he was he was asking like, how can I be in, in right relationship, and and, uh, and and it was such a beautiful question, because you know the recognition that we feel good from it, mm-hmm. you know, it's only half half of the equation. We benefit of it, of course, right? But uh, the that is just a glimpse, just like with every medicine. Right. It's just a glimpse of our alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And so to put our alignment, something that is natural, that is our essence, that alignment to self, to our own understanding of God and to your own God within, mm-hmm. to, to put that and make it dependent on Padre Sapo or Mother Ayahuasca, as sacred as they are, you know, we, we have to re- revere our own sacredness as well, mm-hmm. our own divinity. And so to put to put this this uh, you know this value of connecting to myself and connecting to my essence in, in outside of myself, you know, it creates that imbalance that he was asking about. How right. can I maintain myself in, in in right right relationship? And and these are these are the questions that we want to you know be be very uh, mindful for, so that there is no 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 not not a an abuse, right? We don't experience a an imbalance and an abuse with, with any any sacred plant medicine or any sacred medicine like like bufo, right? And I, I appreciate about a lot of the sacred medicines, but it, you know, it's, we're talking about bufo. It's the and, and you you were talking about it. I guess the way I look at it is um, mm-hmm. it gives you uh, a view into what is possible for how you can feel. You know, it, it, you don't necessarily, I mean, there's plenty of states of mind. Meditation can get mm-hmm. you there. Uh, mindful sure. practices, sure. It, you know, nice clean diet with mm-hmm. yoga and all of those things. Mm-hmm. You can get there. Yeah. And I, I remember someone um, at one of our one of our retreats asking, like, you know, is any of, you know, do we even need to, to do any of mm-hmm. the, you know, do we even need to take any of these yeah. medicines? The answer is no. no. Absolutely not. There are plenty of gurus who dedicate their life to breath work and they get it just as much as we do. And it's not even that it's faster or slower or anything like that. It's just it's there are many paths to, mm-hmm. to achieve that yeah. um, connection with yourself, yeah. connection with your divinity. It's one of one of the things that I like about shamanism, the history of shamanism, how you know the shamans in, in the Indian regions, mm-hmm. right? They had breath work just like regular mm-hmm. shamans do. And then they had plant medicine and I think they, they used to have uh, soma. Yes, that, that was what they used to ingest in the um, in the Rig Vedas is in the Atharvaveda. Yeah, you, right, yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a my one of my old teachers. He he, uh, you know, very very well connected. He 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 shared with me that Soma was Amanita Muscaria, uh-huh. right? Which will will have a uh, an, an episode about. Yep. And so um, then then. The Buddha time came, and this was something that, that Tim Lechuda ch- shared with us about how, when when that came, um, on, on those times, they basically said, "This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong." So it's like the control, right? And so they banned uh, sacred medicine. They said, like shamans and gurus, they cannot do mm-hmm. sacred plant medicine. No, no more soma. No more hallucinogenics. And so the gurus is like. Okay, we'll do some asanas then. Mm-hmm. We'll do some breath work then, right? And, and breath so, work is incredibly yeah. So they they develop so much the science of breath, you know, which we'll have another episode. Yes, episode about. yes. And they, and it's uh, so powerful. So yeah, even though we're we're 
devoting, dedicating, um, you know, the next, you know, couple of months in, in talking about sacred plant medicine. It is, it is one way, it is just one pathway mm-hmm. that uh, we ourselves will resonate with because of getting in tune with, with our nature in such a way, such a powerful way. Uh, but uh, we'll also talk about a, a few other, a few other uh, means and mediums to connecting, connecting to ourselves. And I'm really, really more than just connecting is uh, understanding mm-hmm. that prompt and that promotes self-knowledge, right? Self-awareness. And sometimes that's, you know, when I have people ask me about the Bupo experience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you have to give up quite a bit in your diet. If you're eating a standard American fare, right. Right. you know, then y- you usually want to minimize that down to pretty much a vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. a fairly, fairly clean, natural um, vegetarian diet. Yeah, the jungle they fast. You know? And yeah, and, and. You know, people ask, like, is it worth it? And I said, well, I don't, you know, is it, would it be worth it to meet yourself for the first time? You know, and that's really, that's really what it feels like. You you meet yourself with all of those paradigms just gone. I have a a friend who is also in in the path of shamanism. His name is uh, Pepe Barros. He lives, I believe, in in the East Coast. I can't remember exactly what city he lives. But uh, he's actually part of the, of the Kettero of the Keto cosmology to the Keto tradition, mm-hmm. and um, he's he's uh, he considers you know Bufo to be the guardian of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. That powerful, you know. So when you think about it, you know, the guardian of the cosmos is you know God itself. You right. know, is, is, and so meeting that aspect of you, which is one with that, mm-hmm. with that, with the whole, mm-hmm. it is it is um, quite a life changing experience that you know, can help you move in the direction that you want if, you know, you want to experience spirituality in a more embodied way, right. in a more embodied way. Uh, I, do, I do think that uh, the breathwork pathway, uh, if you're ready, it can be, mm-hmm. for me personally, mm-hmm. I experienced, I benefited so much from it, mm-hmm. really, really, but uh, it never really helped me transform the, some, of the, some of the energies in a way that I could appreciate, like, oh, this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. This is this is really an understanding mm-hmm. very clearly some of the blockages that I was holding on to. Mm-hmm. Right? It was I mean, how many times do you have people come out of their uh, initial experience or even a secondary experience, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, oh, yeah. wow. I yeah. totally, right. I get it. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah, that's something that... The um, cool thing about it is that you know, they hear the calling to go deeper, mm-hmm. they come back and it's like, I didn't get it, I get it now, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then again and again, yep. and it's a refreshment of spirit, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so beautiful, all secret medicines are, right? Yes. and so, um, I think, I think that's, that's one of the reasons, for me personally, uh, what the profoundity uh, gives way to is a sense of trust, mm-hmm. and the trust is, I experience this trust in, in three ways, this is part of of uh, the Ashtavakra Gita, and uh, it is something that we can we can really put into practice and experience, and it's the trust in myself, right? So the ego is not so erratic and so contracted. It's not so looking over its yeah. shoulder and, mm-hmm. and fearful. It really grounds, you know, the, the experience of, of Padre Sapo. It helps you remove any, well, it's a flow, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you expand so much that you flow. So uh, at the same time, you're flowing any blockages of energy that might be incoherent, root chakra areas, mm-hmm. things like this. So it, 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 in such expansion, 
you have the opportunity to be safe, feel safe, and experience safety at a mm -hmm. deeper level. So I, I trust myself, right? And I trust every aspect of myself, my vision, my expression, my heart, my connection to love, and my empowerment, you know, mm -hmm. my drive, and, uh, and everything. So that's, that's the first type of trust. The second type of trust that I experience is a trust in the collective, a trust in the world. Mm. And, and that's that's been the, that's the, 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 the challenging one because, yeah. you know, you're trusting that people criticizing or judging you, it's it's part of yeah. uh, And obviously we want to understand how is it that I need to trust that, right? Yep. Why do I need to trust that? If it feels so harsh that people are judging you or people are talking about you, mm -hmm. we, are, we, we at some level we have these, all of us, when we, when we really start to be honest with ourselves about how we feel, You know, some people really just like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't care. You know, yeah, if they judge, they can judge. But when you connect to that feeling that it's yours, mm -hmm. you really know that there is like a, a an, an apprehension that we hold from when we were kids of being judged and criticized. Mm -hmm. This is something very innate to the to our upbringing, to our beliefs, to the raw way that we feel. And so that, that trust in the collective is going beyond that and then being true to, to, to the feeling of the vulnerability, right? That you can experience when, you know, you're being observed, and maybe maybe you're going to be disliked. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not going to like what you have to say. Maybe there's going to be viewers that said like that fucking guy said whack, you know, <laughs> and and so being okay with with those those uh, those energies and trusting that everybody's in the same path. Mm -hmm. I am in the same path, and then what comes is an understanding that I do maybe I, I have something within myself that I am attracting that mm -hmm. right that I am attracting. It is due to the fear and the trauma that the ego has experienced when he was a kid. Is the unhealed, the wounds of the child, mm -hmm. all of that. And so, you know, trusting as a, as a conscious choice in the face of all of that energy, that's the second trust that it has, you know, grown with time with, with Padre Sapito. And a big part of trusting is the ability um, through all of your walls and paradigms and lenses to assume positive intent. 100%. Right. And, and it, you, can, you can just... You know, step back and, and expand your perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, the big picture. Uh, how does it make sense in the big picture, right? And when you understand that, you know, it's perspective is not so contracted. Mm -hmm. It's and this is the ego, right? Mm -hmm. From which standpoint are you relating to what's happening to you? Mm -hmm. And so, and then the last one is trust in. Uh, in the Ashtava Kredita is said as trusting something that you do not know, right? Which is the divine. Mm -hmm. You know, because to claim that I know what that is. It's, you know, not only puts limits and... Well, and I think there's a difference between knowing and understanding, right? So you can know. I feel like there's a relationship we have with the divine that is a knowing. Yes. But to, to be able to articulate and understand uh, in, that, in, in, like, all, in all levels, yeah, it, yeah I, I just... It really does take surrender and mm -hmm. it never really ceases to amaze how synchronicity and divinity is far more intelligent than any human design can possess. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is it is uh, starting gradually to to dawn on people, you know, that intelligence is mm -hmm. something that is inspiration. That you're not generating it out of your brain. It's insight. It's in, in every moment you're tuning into yourself to receive that flow, which is infinite intelligence, right. and it's perfect love, mm -hmm. right? Not not attached love, not rejectful, not abrasive, not obsessive. It's is a balance, and it's a balance in between those two, right? Mm -hmm. So trust in the in the divine, and trust that everything is unfolding in the way that it, it should. And that it is, mm -hmm. you know, and that is that is a uh, no. That clears a lot of a lot of our problems. It's like okay, you know, and, and just trust, you know, trust. That 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 is for me the the, the main one of the main uh, things that, that comes every time that I have communion with with Father is just you know that trust that 
everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Everything is hundred percent okay. That's that's the first one. And then the second one that, that shows up for me quite a bit is a relaxation into the trust. Mm -hmm. Which then what happens is as I further relax into this trust that everything is okay, then I experience a a what it is uh, a conscious process of transforming the beliefs that I hold, right? Yes. And and so I experience I experience the maybe a little bit of apprehension. I experience you know a little bit of uh, difficulty with any aspect with maybe finances, with relationships, with whatever comes mm -hmm. right. And then as I relax in the trust that everything's okay, I understand. Right. And with the understanding comes the shifting of the beliefs. Yes, and the and the ability to tangibly hold the habits that you have hope. and shift them. I hope. And you, you identify the patterns and you, you recognize the how to 100%. change them, how 100%. to move through them. Yeah. percent. And so that's both the mental loops and the physical habits. Right. So however right. it manifests. Right. Yep. Right, right, right. And and this is something that we, we need to understand. I mean, all of this of course, you know, the trust, the relaxation and, and finally the self acceptance. Uh, it, it comes. It comes uh, from from uh, a lot of a lot of the, the studies, right? Mm -hmm. Of you know, for me personally, of both Advaita Vedanta, the, the Hindu path, and, and the Kero. Uh, I would have saved some years. <laughs> have I have I started uh, with the Kero uh, cosmology, cosmogony, and uh, in, in, in the practice of these sacred medicines at the same time? But you know, it, it's it's. 100% perfect. The contrast is needed, you know, and um, it is it is a, a an understanding of, you know, everything that has been in my past, absolutely everything. Some of the, the traumas that we might still carry, you know, subconsciously. Um, even if we don't want to. Even if we don't want to see them and experience mm -hmm. them, if we don't like those, mm -hmm. all of those are serving a purpose for yep. me. And they're serving us, you know, in, in many ways. So the realization of how that is as I relax, you know, into my understanding of trust, mm -hmm. then my experience of trust, then yields that yields to the insight of how is it that all of that has been a blessing. And now, did we talk about the actual process of at least that we've seen um, of uh, consuming cipito, the different? No, we haven't. I mean, I've I've uh, I've known a few different different type of processes using different tools and. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know the the biohackers and, and consciousness hackers, they have like a recipe for temperature and when they're heating up the pipes and mm. and, and all of it is acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. Me personally, what I do is uh, in in the moment, I it's it's a again it's a trust the trust uh, factor, and um, and it's it's a complete being in tune with the feeling of what is needed in the moment, mm -hmm. right? And that is that is uh, also guided, you know, many times. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is inherently, you know, the, the the most traditional way to to take this medicine, if you're if you're uh, having communion with sapito, of course, it's smoked. Mm -hmm. So it is smoked in a in a, a glass pipe, you know, on an oil burner, mm -hmm. and um, it is an experience that lasts, you know, ten to twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Ten to twenty minutes. It is it is uh, for for anybody that that is you know resonating with this. The suggestion is, you know, again, to find a guide, to find someone mm -hmm. that really understands and that uh, has enough experience through the myriad of contrast that, exp that it exists within this, right? It has done some of the work, you know, some of the, the shadow work, 
uh, you don't need someone enlightened, but just someone that is that is aware of safety, mm-hmm. you know, and then at the same time, someone that, that can really help you put into perspective what you go through. Right. Right. So that is not a confusing or traumatic experience. Like we, there, there has been. Mm-hmm. There has been. Very easily, the experience I had, um, one of the experiences I had with Bufo, where I went into Bufo, you know, just looking to, to get to know myself a little bit better, and, and everything went dark. You know, that could have been interpreted so many ways. Yep. But because I, I was right, but yeah. because I was with a guide and I was in a group and it was a community yeah. setting, it right. was a little easier to like, hey, this is what my experience was yeah. and get feedback and talk about what it meant to me yeah. and like what my experience was with it. Yeah. yeah, sitting in a room by yourself doing it, it's gonna be a very confusing experience. I think I think at the at the end of the day is uh, understanding that this is a, a sacred process. Mm-hmm. If you have that understanding Whatever that means for you, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, without putting so much definition, when you feel and you tune into that this is this is a sacred process because everything that it implies, everything that it does for you, uh, both physical, mental, emotional uh, levels, spiritual, of course, it is it is something to be done, not just like a okay, I'm gonna pop up a beer, you know, and have a good time. This is this is something that should be respected in given its own space and my my experience Mm -hmm. is something that you know should be considered as as something worthy of respect Mm -hmm. and uh and better yet if you can understand it deeply and 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 maybe read a little bit about what the spirit of padre sapo is Mm -hmm. right and and connect to connect to those energies so that when you go in you go with that perspective of something that it's you know so 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 beneficial that it's uh you know, with, with lack for a better word, this sacred, mm-hmm. you know, sacred, to meet your own sacredness. And so... Yeah, not is, just meet it and, like, shake hands with it. Right, now and, and, and... Commune with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the way to be in right relationship, right? It's, uh, um, you know, with gratitude. With gratitude for the experiences that, that, that come from it. And not trying to escape, but I think that's a big one. The, the not trying to escape is what helps maintain it. Right. Uh, as a sacred medicine, you're not trying right. to escape from who you are, but you're trying to expand. 100. No, and, and, and it, really, it really, if if it if if the whole path calls you, that's one of the things that I really enjoy and love about this is that um, rarely does it allow you to, obviously with this understanding, right? Mm-hmm. It does allow you to 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 fall into some type of uh, uh, mental jerk off, you know, which right. is like the. The, the trying to brainwash yourself into that this is something that is not right right it is this is this is the the most expansive type of, uh, of self-worth that I personally have experienced so you know you can't really bullshit yourself you no know? And, and this is this is one of the, the blessings of this is like you will find everything that you hold mm-hmm. and and as you hold it it is it is going to show you also how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's really no, no, uh, no, like, I'm going to have a great time. It's like, yes, of course, it is a beautiful, amazing, reverent, mm-hmm. sacred time. Uh, but, you know, it is more profound than just recreational. That's basically what I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, a, a beautiful, um, I think, place to, to leave it. For uh, Sepito, um, definitely, you know, shoot us questions if you have anything that we can answer on it. We'll make sure that we respond in the chats. Um, and uh, next week, we're going to be diving into Mother Ayahuasca. Right, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll have some guest speakers and 
and some people that have uh, been with us in, uh, in that they're now devoting their lives to Mother Ayahuasca, mm-hmm. you know, just specifically to Mother Ayahuasca. And so we have some, we'll have a, a, some guest speakers next week to, to enlighten us a little bit about, you know, inform us and, and give us some of the perspectives that are very natural, very, very in alignment with nature, right? Mm-hmm. To, keep, to keep this focus into how is this reflected by nature. And so, um, yeah, after that, we'll have a little bit of, uh, you know, some of, some of the other sacred medicines that, mm-hmm. are, that are also, you know, in nature. Yeah, Hit, start with the big hitters, and then we'll get into uh, the other medicines that are just as profound. Morinsana, Chiriksanango, some of the other ones. We'll bring them along. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for being with us. Send you guys a big hug, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.